0: All right, coaches. Welcome back to another episode of the New Jersey High School Strength Coaches Podcast. I'm Zach Evanesh. I'm with my friend Paul Colodi, strength coach at Hunterdon Central High School, and um, we're coming to you powered by the National High School Strength Coaches Association. And March is March Madness. And um, what was the discount for membership this month, Paul?
1: 25% off for either a new, or a, if you let it lapse, you get 25%
0: off to come back. Yeah. So pretty much everybody's got 25% off. Go to NHSSCA.us. If you are a high school coach working in the schools, a uh, possibility that your, um, I guess your department, whether it's athletics or physical education could fund this for continuing education, because Inside the nhssca.us uh, website, we have the members area, which has professional development. And you could see uh, videos, whether it's instructionals on power clean, speed training, program design, um, setting up a setting up a weight room, fundraising. There's all kinds of um, continuing education information in there for you to check out. You know, pe- people that have come on board, Paul, they love it. They're like, man, this is the most awesome uh, Facebook group. I love the people. I love the website. And to really get the most out of it, uh, you got to, you should be a legitimate member.
1: Yeah, no doubt. It's, you, you, and you have a little skin in the game too. You know, you're, you're in there and, yeah. you know, a little bit of cash down makes you want to go in there and get involved a little bit more. Yep. Uh, one of our yeah. coaches asked me today, he said, how many guys are in your organization? And I said, you know, we have, you know, I don't know how many thousand are in the actual members, but we have over 5,000 members on Facebook. So yeah, it's not nearly.
0: Yeah. We, and it's, I mean, it's a, if it wasn't discount, it's a hundred bucks. And I think about it, like coaches are always ready to buy this piece of equipment, that piece of equipment, and just you got to invest in your knowledge, your education. And um, you know, in New Jersey, if you're, Just in the Facebook group, but you're not a member. Like we send some of our guys to, uh, you know, rough you up a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's yeah. You take him outside, slap him around a little bit.
1: (laughs) I told Coach today. I say, listen, just you got to cut back two Zeppeli runs a week instead of four. Easy, and you save a hundred bucks right there. You know,
0: easy. Forget about it. (laughs) Easy. So we uh, posted uh, that we're going to be podcasting solo. Uh, last episode we did, um, well, we just posted um, Coach Schrock, okay? Then uh, we had Scott – how do I say Scott's last name? person. Furson, Furson, yeah. Person. I wasn't sure if it was uh, Pearson or Furson. Um Speaking about the Griffin Challenge, which is the uh, – he does it the end of March. When he does that challenge, I, I didn't ask him. He does it for the two hours and 15 minutes – Two hours
1: and five minutes for the the main one. The, the, the challenge itself that Gary put together is that 25 jump ropes. Simple. three, Yeah, three rounds. We're going to do it Friday. We're, everybody yeah. who comes in my way on Friday, that's our warm-up.
0: Dude, um, my school – I just got an email not 30 minutes ago. My school is shut down again. Come on. For three days. We've been crushing it. For th- so t- uh, we're recording this Tuesday. School is shut down until next monday they didn't really you know they just said like covid concerns we were crushing it and and kids were coming uh seniors not so much coming back but uh i have a freshman class is like pretty much like 80 percent full you know maybe a little bit more and so here we are again you know we were like 10 steps forward now we're going back and um the, it doesn't take much to lose kids Paul right you I know it, you know it's a matter of days and then they start slipping and doing this and doing that so uh, it's it's tricky my man so we're gonna tackle these questions and just kind of have a free conversation going we'll just let things flow how have things been going for you guys it's been a while since you guys have shut down
1: uh, we we never did we never, we never. Yeah, we've been going strong since uh, we opened up in September. We haven't had any shutdowns at all.
0: Holy cow. We shut down like early December. Mm -hmm. Then we returned in, uh, you know, right after the new year. We had that extended week after Thanksgiving, which was already planned. Um, And we may have had like a short one kind of earlier in the year. It's kind of a blur to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And your school is huge. Your school is a regional school, so bigger than my high school. We cut out lunch, so... So if, did we. Uh, and I don't know. We,
1: we, we still get the emails that there's cases, but they do the tracing and uh, everybody's okay. Yeah. So it's it's been good. Um, I wanted to give a shout-out to uh, Coach Cody Hughes at Madison Academy, uh, Alabama. Hey, good news. Alabama had an in-person uh, family day last weekend. Um, Coach... Uh, coach keith was talking about it and uh, i know coach jacoby went down there um there were some great speakers one of them coach hersel my favorite mantra for his school Saraland: defend the land i love mm-hmm. it he spoke
0: john is all i watch his instagram and i deleted my social apps for a bit i i look at john's instagram they're crushing it it's wow. a they've got a beautiful weight room then they got a massive turf Imagine that.
1: Yeah. Imagine out right outside your bubble, a big turf like that covered.
0: Come on. Yeah. And I just like what he's doing. They're working. And I, people give me flack for that, that I'm so focused on athletes working and getting after it. You know, high school kids don't have the discipline of a advanced collegiate athlete who could sit, rest, focus, you know, be in the zone. I mean, a little downtime for a high school kid, and then it's like, Coach, how many sets? How many reps? What am I doing? What am I doing? I forgot to do the rows. I'm bench. I'm benching and kettlebell rowing. I've just been benching. I forgot about that. You know, in, in college, you've got so much equipment. You've got a smaller group. I mean, even now with the small groups, the kids are, are uh, getting distracted. But I watch what John's doing. Um, it, from what I understand, they get their kids – the teams come down during specific blocks yeah. and um, I'm not sure who outfitted his a- equipment. I remember looking at it. I wasn't sure who did it. It wasn't a equi- it was a equipment company. I don't think I've heard about. Um, um, I-, I-, I can't remember. I can't recall who set it up, but he's got it in such a way where there's kind of like um, I think two sided squat racks. Uh-huh. There's like a lane, And then in the middle are these, um, they don't have dumbbells. They got the rogue fat bells. Um, so he could just, instead of going dumbbells, kettlebells, he just went with fat bells and you got like kids on each side, but you see them jumping with medicine balls. You see them doing cleans. You see them doing bodyweight exercises. They're benching with Swiss bars. It's, it's really cool. Boys, girls, just moving and working. You see them out on the turf, jumping, throwing med balls, farmer walks, animal crawls, uh, cartwheels. He's really great, and he, he'll post like eight videos a day, and and uh, you know makes me feel lazy. <laughs> <laughs> You're not you lazy? Come on, man. That's what I'm saying. He's outworking me like eightfold. Okay, he's got he's got a covered
1: turf. We got uh, we got New Jersey. We still got some snow on the ground. Let's Dude, go. I
0: got we got cement outside. So today. <laughs> We, we warmed up on the concrete, did our movement prep, did some jumps. Then I take them to the little hill. I do like some very short hill sprints, you know, not very uh, far, but like I'll go short. Then I might back up a little bit when they're not looking. You know, I might have, if it's wrestling, I might send like certain weight classes against each other. Same thing in football. So the skill guys don't keep winning. Um, I had a couple of girls in, softball players. So I had them, I would say walk and they would like sidestep lateral step and then sprint turn and sprint and just teaching them basic stuff like you got to get your knees higher you got to run those got to get those elbows moving um it's been going great and then I got that email and a voicemail boom we're closed for three days and um it's like dude we got this we're picking up steam I'm seeing all the smiling faces it's like come on it's crushing me
1: well, the good thing is it's going to be good weather the next couple of days. So tell them to get outside, sprint, run. Vibe. Yeah. I know. Beautiful.
0: I know. So I'll put stuff together. So who else gets a shout out? Uh, well, a shout G- out? Georgia
1: uh, at Coach Jacoby's place on April 10th. So in about a month, he's having an in-person as well. So, you know, again, that's to me, that's the good feel that we're starting yes. to get some in-person ones.
0: Also, New York um, Governor said um, restaurants will be allowed at 75% capacity. So that's like, hey, that's a big thing. I did see that the CDC released, I'm not sure if it's specific to New Jersey, but they released um, that people who have had the vaccine, (coughs) I'm not getting into all that stuff here, but it said something to the effect of, if if you're fully vaccinated, Those people could gather indoors um, without a mask, but continue to social distance. Um, Vaccinated people could come together in the same way with people considered at low risk for severe disease. Um, Healthy children, grandchildren. CDC recommends that fully vaccinated people still wear masks and avoid, avoid large gatherings. But yeah, man, it's interesting that things are moving forward still scary times man here we go school shut down but everywhere is different um i don't know who we've got out in like arizona but i've heard like the hot weather states have kind of never shut down you know arizona has not shut down i'll
1: be i'll be be happy when you know we can take the masks down and see the kids faces again and their smiles and you know it's tough right now but uh you know if it's if it's going to keep this from getting worse all for another week or two. Hey, let's get at it, you know, get the vaccinations in and we'll get through the holidays. I'm heading to the beach for the holidays. We're going down to ocean city, New Jersey, which will be a blast. Yeah. Um, it's just a getaway.
0: It's going to be fun. Family, little family uh, mm. holiday. Then. Paul coaches need to get away. Coach Schrock said it, you know, he said like, take time to see the family, see your kids playing sports. Um, it's just, you know, Scott really working a lot. You know, Coach Rock said it, like, you got to give yourself time. The The weight room will not explode if you're not, you know, without you. He said, yeah. he's like, man, I don't think they noticed I was gone when I left. He's like, I thought they were going to miss me. <laughs> I but think you they, they kind of like sometimes when you're gone. You know, I, yeah. I know at my private gym, the kids can't wait for the other coaches to come back. I think they think I'm nuts. Like, I'm so hard on them all the time. Squat lower, dude, it like. It's just, I think uh, kids can't handle that. You still have Coach Running Man working with you? No, Coach Running Man only worked for a little bit. He, I, he, I was in touch with him not long ago. He's working for a, uh, he's an accountant. So I think he's oh. working for a pretty big uh, accounting firm. But what a great kid. What a hard worker. Oh, he was awesome. He was awesome. We called this kid Running Man because he was uh, like, he was, he was a track and field athlete year round. Um, loved to run, and he was tough. He only trained once a week with us.
1: He, he, was, uh, he was a weight room warrior with us. So He would always say that he was going down to you, too. And
0: He only came two- once a week, which is great, 100% yep. more than
1: zero. And he was awesome. And uh, well, you went to NJ, I think you went to
0: um, TCNJ. He did, but his first year he was maybe Coastal Carolina or yeah. Eastern Carolina, something like that. Didn't work out. Came to College of New Jersey and um, graduated there, which is a great school, great academic school, great at athletics, solid place. Should we tackle some questions, yeah. Paul?
1: Let's get on it. So hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the first one out, and you can start with it. It's from uh, Coach DeRone. Yeah. Um Hope I'm not butchering his last name. He I'm asked, right. "What's what's a what's a great pattern uh, for power in young athletes or young adults?" So. He was asking about: Do you use Olympic lifts? Do you use trap bar jumps? Do you use medicine balls? Yeah. What gets that 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 power patterning down when they're when they're young?
0: I was I was thinking about this, and I can't remember who I saw teaching it, but it was from our um, NHS SCA group. Just somebody was like taking a full group of athletes through the power clean, and they were going like position one, position two. I mean, such beautifully organized. And the kids were moving amazing. And I was like, man, that is impressive. And so I'm going to give them kind of two answers at my public school. Last year, I was there for four months and starting to really make some headway with them and get kids in consistently Um, because it's not mandatory. What happens with, you know, uh, weightlifting is you get somebody learning the front squat, then you get them doing the RDL, but then you get a kid, or maybe you get 25% of the kids who are in a week, gone two weeks. And then you want to teach this stuff, but then you got those kids that are like, want to do it, but they haven't been there for two weeks. And so I haven't been able to perform any of the you know, weightlifting movements at the public high school. We've been doing a lot of jumping a lot of hill sprints. We do medicine ball throws against the wall. Last year when I was there, I remember taking a small group outside doing med ball throws. It was like the early days of the baseball. Um, it was, I can't remember if it was some football kids, I think it was a lot of baseball. It was a baseball group. And I had that, I was teaching them all the different throws outside sprinting. And so I, I keep the stuff you know, less complex, because I have too much kids coming and going. Their inconsistency has really been um, tricky on me, to say the least, Uh, trying to figure out better ways to communicate with these kids. And they go to a private guy, then they come to the public school, then they want to do, you know, this and that. So long story short, at my at the private at my underground strength gym, um, I do a lot of cleans. Uh, From different positions above the knee, below the knee, from the floor. We do power clean. We do the, you know, a clean squat clean, full clean, whatever people call it. We also do med ball throws, a lot of jumping of hurdles, different directions, not just forwards, but one leg, two leg, you know, going left, going right. Today we did, I had three lanes with different sized hurdles, and um, you had to jump the hurdles. You could go forward, sideways, one leg. And as soon as you landed, there was like two to three hurdles. You did like a quick acceleration. I don't have a long turf. And then you had to decelerate and stop. So we do a lot of jumping, med ball throws and, um, you know, uh, box jumps from different positions, start kneeling, seating, approach, jump, no approach, you name it. I really am such a big believer that, you know, Mike rock said it. You got to be able to bend. If you can't bend your knees and hips, if you can't move, I don't care how much you could clean or squat. And that to me is everything, your ability to move. Because even at my time at Division I, um, there's always kind of like tw- these guys that are moving the most weight, but they disconnect from the sport. They might have the guts in the weight room, but then they got no guts wrestling you know, or football. I've heard that's like a common thing in football. The guy who's killing the weight room is oftentimes not killing it on the oh, football yeah. field, which is really strange. You know, I would love to speak with like a psychologist or something about why. How is there this disconnect? Is it because you're safe in the weight room, meaning you're not competing against somebody else? You're the best. You know what I mean? Like you're not threatened by somebody else coming at you. I'm still trying to figure that out. And so, yes, it it all depends on the location and the situation. And if the kids at my public school, if I had more consistency with them, uh, I would I would be doing more of the weightlifting. And what's been on my mind a lot is I got to start front squatting with these guys. I got to get them into the position. And you know where we're going to end up being, Paul? You guys are doing cleans. If I haven't seen you for a while, you're going to do trap bar deadlift jumps you know, or you're going to do a dumb, a kettlebell clean and press. It's not the same, but they're going to work.
1: Yeah. It's just moving it fast. I told the guys today, I said, I don't care how much weight I, sometimes I see these, you know, I, I don't have velocity based training. I don't have any of that stuff, but you know, when you watch a bar move fast, you know, it's fast. Like I've seen, I see videos with the cleans and they just look slow. I'm sure the bar is moving fast, especially yeah. when it's heavy. It's got to move fast to beat gravity, but you know, we do bar snatches. I have 15 pound bars. I have 35 pound bars. And even for our, our, our young ladies, our lady, red devils, they can move that bar pretty fast. And i mean it snaps up. You know, we talk about snapping the bar up and, um, believe it or not, in my old weight room, we did less of the Olympic movements and more med balls because we could use the outside. I had a big outside parking lot. So I'd put yeah. all the med balls out there. We do scoop, it. toss overhead. Um, but then in the new place, uh, I love the trap bar jumps, uh, jump squats, what reset, uh, we use dumbbells as well. Yeah. Um, we do banded jumps. So today I hooked up the bands to the back of the racks and we did banded jumps with a stick. And then we had to shuffle back to the left with a, hip with, turn. A, with a stick. So i have to stick the landing. Oh and now, yes. the, now the bands pulling them back. So, you know, every once in a while you get the video camera out.
0: Yeah. Um, you have to show it, them. Yep.
1: Yeah um so we did those today um, today was a uh, today was a clean because uh, we front squatted yesterday so it was fresh in their mind
0: yes they,
1: they cleaned they did a band jump with a stick and then a hip open and a, and a drop step and then uh we did some rotational med ball punches against the wall so a lot of fast and uh it was good you know the kids the kids responded well so you know if, if mike it's we could we could say to mike uh, you know any any pick your poison and as long as they're moving the bar fast or moving the med ball, you know, if it's a 40 pound med ball, and again, it's only going two or three feet above their head. Chances are they're not moving that ball, that ball pretty fast.
0: You know, it's interesting. You mentioned the med ball. It must've been like 2004, 2003. I had a conversation with the guy who was like the creator of the Dynamax med ball. Yeah. And, uh, My memory's been bad lately. I don't know what's going on. I need some special vitamins. But I think his name was Jim Crowley. And he told me that when he was training the NFL guys with the medicine balls, he said he would mostly use a four and six pound ball. He said the 20 pound ball was only created because CrossFit wanted to do the wall balls. He goes, I don't like that ball. He goes, there's no speed. And there was no YouTube when I spoke to him, but he had a streaming video and he was training a football player and a track athlete. And the guy, I had seen these drills in a Charlie Francis book. You sit on your butt, like you're gonna do the knee tucks. And the guy would like put the ball on his legs and like kick it back to him. And then Jim would throw it back, kick it back. It was like a hip extension exercise. They were doing walking overhead throws. So if I was your partner, I overhead throw to you, as you're walking backwards and I'm walking at you, chest pass to me and it's going back and forth, back and forth, then um, they would do it lateral. So sometimes at my private facility, I'll do a full med ball complex with partners. So I face you, you face me, we're doing overhead, I do it to your chest, you're going backwards, I'm going at you, then vice versa. Then we face each other and chest pass while moving lateral. Then we jog forwards and do lateral tosses. Then we jog backwards and do it. Then we sit down and do Russian twists, throwing it to one another. Um, When I was at Rutgers, I would often get that warm up, segueing into power stuff with medicine balls. So it would be like a half kneeling rotational throw to the partner. I do five this side, then you go five, then we switch sides then seated Russian twist throw, yeah. explosive push-up pass, back and forth, then go to the wall, chest pass, basically a medicine ball complex. By the way, Mike D is a college wrestling coach. We were on the phone um, a month ago, and what, what's been great, you know, being part of the NHS SCA is coaches yeah. have started reaching out to me more openly. You know, I guess being I've, – I've been a member f- for a while, but I guess now – you know, being um, kind of uh, part of the advisory board with you as they see me more. So coaches reach out. It's been really cool. I got to talk with Mike about, um, you know, being a high school strength coach. And uh, it's great. So I've known Mike for a long time. He's a high-level wrestling coach, college guy. Nice. Yeah.
1: That's good. The connections, man. The connections you're making. Yeah. Hey, and that's the next one, Coach Theron also asks, and, and I don't have any. I've never used one. The Tsunami Bar. What's your experience with that?
0: Um, you know, Mike rock got me hyped up, you know, because he said he uses it a lot. If you look up on YouTube, uh, one of Mike's presentations is with the tsunami bar with the guy, uh, Gordon who created it as well as those speed sticks also on, um, uh, YouTube. So it, you know, Mike's facility down there is huge. You know, he said they had the money, so they bought, I think one at each squat rack. I'll probably pick up one and test it at the private facility. Um, At the public school, you know, I have straight bars, and uh, they're actually power bars, so they're a little bit thicker than a weightlifting bar. What's maybe a millimeter thicker? Um, And I have two Swiss bars that I bought when Monmouth University upgraded their weight room. They were selling old stuff. And we have two safety squat bars. So we're going to keep it at that. I think there needs to be some consistency with with my school first before I get any more specialty bars, because some of them are still they struggle during a safety squat bar. Oh, I like it this way. They don't you know, I try to explain to them with training. What we want to do is build your weaknesses. So if an exercise is hard for you, we need to do a little bit more of it to build up the weak point, not just, you know, double down on your strength. So no personal experience yet. All right. So, Mike, sorry, we can't
1: help you with that one. Hey, uh, uh, this week, Amanda Berg had a great post. She talked about having female only groups, how they just crush it. And I, I'm with her. You know, I have one every day. So I have a Monday female group, I have a Tuesday female group. The, the Monday comes back on Wednesday. And uh, my Tuesday group today was uh, girls lacrosse, uh, softball, and I had some field hockey players in there. And man, they just, they just, crushed it you know front squat day um not all of them could get their hands back so i let them use the straps but man right. just depth uh
0: and coachable and yeah I, I, awesome G- girls are so coachable um how have you been able to get the girls in because i have a handful of girls that come um, i honestly think even though i just asked you the question Paul, i feel like if the coach makes it important then the kids will show up So if the coach does not schedule it for those kids, they will not show up. And, you know, then my, you know, the coaches who are with the girls sports are like, yeah, well, blah, blah, blah. Look, if you don't think it's important, why are they going to think it's important? And so what, you know, today I had three girls, it's the same three girls. Sometimes it's a fourth or fifth girl with them. These girls are softball one place, field hockey and softball. Um, but yeah, they're really serious. And one girl kind of organizes. And then I have like sometimes a couple of girls, soccer players, but they've been a little bit hit or miss, but in the off season, we need the off season. You know, if you're only training in season, now they're going to be sore. They're not going to like it. Then they're like, Oh no, I'm going to be sore. And I got to practice. You need the off season. Yeah. So no doubt. What was your secret Paul to get these girls in?
1: It's been, well, 10 years. I mean, and it's been, the coaches, the coaches do buy in. um, But again, there's, you said this earlier, that there's nothing mandatory in New Jersey and, you know, there are different places where they can go. And, you know, if you think about the girls' sports, field hockey, uh, lacrosse and soccer, the three big ones, and even basketball, their clubs are are supreme in New Jersey. You know, Mm -hmm. they're, they're all year round. So, it's tough competing with, uh, with the club sports and time because it always seems like coach can't come tonight. I got I got a club practice tonight. So um, they, they have to realize that this downtime is important to build mobility back, strength back, stability back, all of these things. <clears throat> yeah. And I talk about buckets all the time. Hey, which bucket are you filling right now? Because if you're refilling your basketball bucket, like say it's a basketball player, cool. it doesn't need filling right now. It's
0: full. Mike Boyle talks about these buckets. Yeah. Yeah. So right now your stability
1: bucket empty, you know, your speed and agility bucket, you know, not too bad. Because again, basketball is speed and agility, yep. but strength, stability, mobility, all of those things, we got to really dial that in and it's, they, they get it.
0: Yeah. Um, I trained our girls basketball team mm-hmm. and last year I didn't train with them. They came in once last year. I had like 75 kids in there. You know, the girls kind of got lost that day. They went to the back. They kind of did their own thing. They had a bad taste in their mouth from that one day. Never came back. Then the coach's daughter was training with, with me during soccer. And she was telling her dad, like, dad, you know, it's been great. It's been awesome. They started coming in. The daughter's killing it. The soccer girls are killing it. The basketball girls, we warmed up with some squats, some lunges, some med ball throws on a Thursday. Their legs were still sore on Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Your legs shouldn't be sore for four and a half days from bodyweight lunges, which shows you, like, you got to be in here. The way to get rid of the soreness and the girls need muscle. I think the girls tend to fall into the, I always say, don't eat like an adult. Your parents might be intermittent fasting or going keto. You're a kid. You're an athlete. You need carbs. You need yeah. breakfast. And the girls could get kind of like, they could go down that lane. So, um, and Amanda's right. Um, having those girl-only groups, those girls, they don't want to listen to like gangster rap. <laughs> you know? Country. And so, yeah. They have a different feel. But I'll tell you, my first year, I did have some girls in at the same time as boys. They were overlapping. And uh, Rich and I, who we interviewed, we were like, we got to get them alone. It'll be distracting. And you know what? They were unfazed. Maybe because the kids at my school are just so nice. They're friendly to one another. It wasn't a problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think the girls like when they're alone, they could do, you know, girls are different. Like they could talk to each other and still hear what I'm saying with sets and reps. Whereas the boys they, if they talk to each other, they forget their zip code. <laughs> so it, it's been interesting. We, I wonder, we don't have any female uh, members of the NHSCA for New Jersey.
1: I think we have one, uh, Coach Wise at, at uh, the Lawrenceville School. Oh, we'll that's great. Right. We'll, we'll have to get her on. We do. Yeah.
0: She's the first lady then. <laughs> She's, She's like the first lady. Yeah. Of New Jersey. Of New yeah. Jersey. Excellent that she's on the list then we're automatically getting her on what else do we got Paul what other question
1: we had uh, Kevin Sampson talked yep. about applying for a strength and conditioning job for just for one team so he, he said specifically what if I was applying for just one team and he put football for instance uh, what were what were some of the questions you'd expect to hear from the athletic department and how would you go about maybe uh putting down what you're supposed to get paid
0: yeah that's such an interesting question so you know uh, Samson was an intern at my Edison that was my first location then he was a strength coach there um he interned at Rutgers he interned at Princeton I think it became he interned at Princeton when it was the COVID so he was doing a lot of virtual stuff so Samson is private right now you know private sector and um what runs through my mind when you try to train football is, you know, if there is no strength coach at the high school, well, football runs the weight room. Football has a lot of pressure on mandatory lifting. Okay. And so usually you don't want to go after the football. You want to go after the kids that get no love. So you want to get the girls teams that aren't getting time in the weight room. Um, And I know you mentioned, first of all, the athletic director, I've emailed many athletic directors. They've never responded, to be honest, including I trained a kid. He's now in college. I trained him for seven years and I was never able to get through to his dad would come coming and talk to me all the time. And his dad never brought me in to the high school to do something at all. Who knows why? Right. We, I, I don't know why he never kind of, you know, got through. He just, the teams did their thing, I think was essentially what he was saying. And I'm taking my son to you because that's, that's what I want. And I think sometimes it's hard to connect with the coaches. So there's a couple layers there. You need the connection with a, with a coach, which likely will start from a parent who is connected to the coach, who the coach trusts. Then the coach has to take it to the athletic director, which is administration which then you need for liability reasons to become approved by the board. You might be a volunteer and then they pay you through the booster. And if you're really trying to get your foot in the door, you may not talk about money at first. You might just say, um, you know, you might just do an awesome job and then they find a way to pay you through the booster club. Mm -hmm. That's just sometimes the way things work. And some of the booster clubs have a lot of money. They do the SNAP, raise thing. And yep. yeah, so that's the tricky thing. But I will say this, Paul, that's the double-edged sword to being a strength coach. We're so afraid to talk about money. You know, what if like, let's say, you know, running man, he's an accountant. Mm-hmm. Hey, running man, do my books for my business. Come do it for free. He'd say, Zach, and look, I'm twice his age. He's 22 or 23. He would say, Zach, I can't do that for free, but here we are strength coaches, you're always starting out as a volunteer. It's, it's strange, and I, I think I don't really have an answer as to what kind of pay we start out. I don't think that's a topic you get into right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and here I'm going to say this thing that I'm letting you do it. A I, I, um, couple weeks ago I mentioned that a local football coach came to visit. His team, I think, is number one in the state or at least number one in the group. Mm-hmm. Well, he came because the kids we train, there's only a small handful who train with him. It never interferes because I always ask them, what did you do at school? Boom, boom, boom. I did this, this. Then I look at what we're doing. I change. I do something that's complementary and that doesn't crush them so that when they go to work out at the school, they never say, coach, I did this at the underground. I can't do that. He don't want to hear that. No coach wants to hear that. And it's my job as a private guy who has special equipment and all this stuff to work around him. It really is my job. Same thing if, uh, you know, I had a kid coming from Hunter and Central. I would say, what did you do with Coach Collodi? Okay, you squatted. Well, we've got squats today. I'm not working around. That's not good. You know, the, the guy at the high school with all the craziness going on, he needs to have, you know, a pretty generalized program. So I think if you have some connections, that's great. And schools are tough. I think the sport clubs are where you want to connect. A basketball club, um, a wrestling club, a softball club. And you want to just do something like, hey, you know, I'd love to help. I'm a local strength and sport performance coach. I could come and run your uh, team through a warm-up. I could show up at the end and do a 15 minute thing on nutrition for them. And you get your foot in the door by demonstrating your expertise and value Mm -hmm. because unless the parent was a competitive athlete, they don't really know what they're getting into. To be honest with you, they don't know um, how I teach a squad is different than the place up the street or down the street. They just think it's the same unless their son or daughter say, I'm not getting much out of this, mm-hmm. you know? So how did you get into hundred central? You were working there already as an athletic trainer, correct, Paul?
1: No, I was, we uh, did this
0: story, we did yeah, this.
1: I, I left, I left the hospital where I was working with the Patriots and sky right. blue and, uh, whatever the, the, the position I left for folded after three months. So I was actually a device salesman for That's uh, right. ACL shoulders. And one day I was going to a call in New Brunswick and uh, uh, the AD at 100 Central called and said, hey, we're looking for somebody. Our guy's leaving. Um, so if you know anybody, just pass my name on. And I got home that night. My wife and I talked. I'm like, "Yes, maybe, maybe a good situation. And I called uh, I called Mr. Rossi that next day and asked to sit down. The rest was history. Ten years later, I'm still we're still cranking.
0: What, is he still there, that athletic director?
1: He left, uh, uh, I want to say three years, three retired? years after I got there. Yeah, he retired. What's his last name? Rossi? Rossi. Yeah, he's one of the top guys. He was the, the president of the New Jersey uh, Athletic Directors Association, and now he does a lot of national stuff.
0: I wonder New if Jersey. his son was the wrestler Ken Rossi from Jefferson. No, his son, that coach,
1: Coach Rossi. Is in Flemington right now. His son's a freshman for us, and so he's going to wait till you see this guy.
0: Yeah, because there's a Rossi. I think he coaches at. Um, he was at. He was from Jefferson. Coached at Jefferson. He's my age, mm-hmm. Ken Rossi. So he's mid forties. I Think he's at like Westmore. Um, Westmore West Central. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But he lives in Flemington. They live in Flemington.
0: Oh, and, uh, that's oh yeah
1: the yeah. The kid
0: that the kid that I'm talking about, his son. Yeah. So wait till you see this guy. He's Wait, Ken Raw, Ken Rossi's son. Yeah, the kid I'm talking about, the, who used to wrestle at Jefferson.
1: Yeah, maybe, well, maybe his brother, but it's it's yeah. it's it's a, it's a Rossi, his son. Mm. Uh,
0: they got to be name. related. Yeah. Yep. He was like a three-time or four-time state runner-up, Ken Rossi.
1: And when he was at Jefferson, they were number
0: one in the nation. That's at right. That time. Number one in the country. Yeah. Jersey, don't mess with us, kids. <laughs> All right, Jersey's got it. Here's a quick story.
1: I know we're going to get another question. Yep. I was coaching with my dad right out of college. And uh, he goes, hey, guess who we're wrestling? I said, you know, we, we had our Mountain Valley Conference, Brook, and everything. He goes, no, we got Jefferson. And I knew. I'm like, what are you crazy? How on the schedule? Yeah. <laughs> we also had Blair the first year. That was before they got really good. Yeah. Uh, so it was Coach's first year there. And he was still trying to build the program. Coach Buxton? Yeah, so we went from Blair to Jefferson, and, oh, man. And then we ended up wrestling Paulsboro in the group one final that year.
0: Were so, they always so tough because Paul oh, Moreno's been there?
1: They, they, they were it – was, it was pandemonium down there. But we were tough. You know, Moreno came up to my dad. I was standing right behind him. He's like, man, you had be sweating for a while. So it was uh, – um, yeah.
0: Paul, Mr. Coach Moreno, <clears throat> is the principal. And I'm, I don't know if he's still the wrestling coach such a small school and a couple of years ago somebody did a documentary on Paulsboro wrestling. It didn't get picked up by any of the networks, but they sent it to me. Maybe I feel like I was coaching at Lehigh when they sent it to me and I remember watching it and it was amazing. And that town out. is a very tough blue collar, a lot of struggles in that town. I was down there last summer for my son's baseball tournament, neighboring town called Clarksboro. Uh-huh. so everything in for me, it's like, I relate it to wrestling. You know, I had the conversations with your brother and all of a sudden it was the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. That's how it works. <laughs> so very cool. Yeah, man, you know, connecting with coaches at the public school is hard because they have liability things and they're everything needs to be approved by the board. I think best bet is you go and connect with these sports, club coaches because mm-hmm. there's less red tape. <clears throat> uh,
1: there was a great one from coach Jancy. Uh, he was talking about standards. Do, do coaches use standards in their weight room? Like one, one and a half times body weight for bench um, two times body weight for squats. And I thought this was great. And I know Hewitt Tomlin chimed in because uh, team builder just put a new feature on there is that you could put goals up for that. And uh, listening to coach um Schofield a couple of weeks ago on on the play mentorship he said Alabama's even switched to the point where their skill guys for squad only only do 1.7 percent of their body weight and the bigs do 1.9 so it's not like they're going for big numbers that's all they require once you hit that number they're concentrating on other stuff athleticism speed, speed. you know
0: Dude, and uh, yeah speed I think if you look at Kurt Hester on Uh, Twitter Mm -hmm. I watch his guy squatting all the way down like below parallel you see you know and Kurt you know I pod I did a podcast with him on my strong life podcast you know he grew up getting trained in Gail Hatch's weightlifting hall so he learned from the beginning world-class weightlifting technique boom then he took and then he did speed training with uh forgetting the guy's name. Now the guy's like his speed training is in Disney world at the wide world of sports. Tom. Oh, really? I forget the guy's name. So like Kurt learned from like the masters uh-huh. and uh, deep squats. You know what Kurt told me, speaking of standards, I he texted him. He goes, yeah. When we came back post season, he's like, if one guy doesn't squat all the way to, to depth, the whole team does 10 up downs. He goes, so on first week, every group is doing 40 to 50 up-downs. He goes, the second week, 10 to 20 up-downs. He goes, third week, miraculously, everybody could squat to depth because the team has to, you know, if one guy's doing it wrong, the whole team's got to suffer, which, you know, I don't like to punish with exercise, but burpees suck, so. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I've. I feel like there's got to be some sort of a a way to do it. I don't have standards. I think, you know, the record board is tricky because uh, when I was in Edison, they had what's called the perch. You got your name on like a wooden plaque. If you could, um, you know, what was it? I guess you would total a 1,000 squat. It was like bench 300, squat 400 maybe it was like, maybe it was like bench 315, squat 405, clean 225, something like that. You get on the perch. Well, this one kid had all the records. He trained with me and he could barely do a body weight lunge. He had to do pushups with his hands elevated, but he could bench 315. And it was like, he couldn't move. He was really yeah. strong and useless. I, I'm going
1: to steal coach Schofield again. You know, he says that if it doesn't help them play more, play better. Why are you chasing that number? You know, so you know, play more, make sure you're healthy, doing all the stuff you have to do to stay on the field and then play better. And again, at athleticism, yeah. all the stuff. And you know, if again chasing that standard, I know you want to have goals, but um, and I, and I, I'm quoting a lot of guys. I'm dropping names. Coach Boone says, you know, goals are in, for for individuals. You know, that's an individual thing. Like he says a goal of mine is to brush my teeth every morning. But if you have a truly have a mission that has to be a team oriented thing. So if you want to try and get to a 1.7 body weight squat or 1.7 squat, and you get jacked up along the way and it hurts your team because you're hurt and you can't play, well, that's, that's, that's a, it's an individual goal, but it's, it's not protecting the mission. You know, we want to make sure that we're doing everything so that we can play better. And there was one comment on there. It said, as long as their form is good, I'll keep increasing the weight and the weight can keep going up. But if, the, if it affects their form, we got to stay the same or go down.
0: You know? What, do you have any kids? I've got a few kids. For me, I'm, I, if people know me, they know how emotional I get and passionate about stuff. Yeah. I've got a few kids that like, they struggle with me telling them, listen, go lighter and we got to squat lower. Do you have kids that are like, they just struggle with that. They can't, they just don't want to go lighter to go lower. They're just gonna say, I can't get lower. You know, they got like 50 reasons why they can't do it, yet deep down it's like they just don't want to do it.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, you have it's, any the, that? it's the it's the teenage brain, man, that testosterone flowing through. They they see their buddy on the rack next to them, and it's 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 it ends up being a competition. And
0: right, which is good, which is, is good to have competitors you know sometimes I think and we had this conversation it was uh it's my memory's very hazy lately about um you know I'm always so like trying to be optimal with their training don't miss a rep if a guy has to touch the bar you went too heavy da, 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 da. Um, it, but like we had this but then it's like how tough are these kids going to get if everything's so perfect with the training and they're not pushing you know and then we had a conversation about something like this with this optimal and perfect in our early podcast. Maybe it was somebody else I, I had a podcast with. I can't remember what it was, but you know, when I talked to a, a sport coach and I'm like, Hey, what do you want me working on with your kids? They're like, dude, we, we need guys tougher, mm-hmm. We need them tough. They break down when they're challenged or pushed around. And so if the training, Hey, don't touch the bar. Don't miss a rep. Like how do you know if you're pushing hard, if you never miss, you know, or once in a while miss, I don't want you missing every training session. Of course, there's gotta be an element of like, just tough work in there.
1: That's why I love the APRE or five, three, one. I mean, you know, you tell the kids five, three, one. First set, you got to stick with your number. Second set, you stick with your number. Third set, you stick with your number. You do all of those right. Fourth set, let it rip. You know, some max reps on that last one and I let them go, you know, I'll, sometimes I'll give them a cap, but if they have their right uh, numbers dialed into the percentages, so, and it's in the, it's in T builder and it comes up on their list. They'll usually if say it's a five week. They'll usually be able to get five to eight somewhere in there. They get eight, man. They're, they're, they're fired up. They get five and you see them kind of sit up or stop the exercise. They're like oh, five. I'm like, Whoa, five is what you were supposed to get. So don't sweat on that. Yeah. You know? So and then, you know, they'll, they'll struggle to get that sixth one or seventh one. That's where I, that's why I love the five three one one because it's not every set. It's just that last one. Let's get at it a little bit. At it.
0: You're beat by using Team Builder. Your kids could see that. See, I don't use any software. I go by the whiteboard and try to teach them to make jumps. I just don't want. So what do the kids have, the phones in the weight room?
1: They do. And, you know, I, I walk around and make sure that they're not on their phone. But hey, I did the same as you. I had a calculator on my whiteboard. And yeah. I went in there and I had them put it up and they could write it on the whiteboard, their number, so they knew what they were doing. You no know if there's was... good.
0: Oh no, you go ahead. Go ahead.
1: If there was a kid similar to their weight, they can could... they knew that it was a five, ten pound difference in there.
0: Right. Something I think about a lot, <clears throat> I teach the kids spotting techniques all the time. And they very like they're awkward with it. You know, if I'm spotting somebody when you squat. We can have one guy, one guy on each side <clears throat> or somebody should be able to spot you by the chest in the um, I, I have it here. I'm not going to grab it, but um, I did this with play called Iron Roots. And I, did, I spoke about the touch system, which was a spotting technique. So what I remember doing as a teenager, like my late teens, when I would get to my heaviest set, I would stay, say to the training partner, Stay with me light. So let's say I was squatting four 405, I could get five. Then I would go to 455. Now go for three, and I would say, Stay with me light. It means just put your hands on my chest, but don't save me. You're just there. So I tell them when you see a guy grinding on a squat or a bench, you could put your hand on the bar and you, you're just touching it. You're not, it's like maybe you're giving two pounds but you just stay with them. It gives the person the confidence to grind it. But if you touch the bar, then that is the last rep. Uh That's going to be the last rep. I remember saying to a kid, I'm like, all right, stay with him, spot him, put your hands on his chest. He's like, this goes to the waist. I go chest. He's looking at me. I go, put your hands on his chest. He's like, touch his chest. I was like, yes, touch his chest. Like they were afraid, you know, Like you got to go right there because what that does is I'm touching the person's chest. Their natural instinct is posture up. And so we want that like drive into the bar when we squat, we don't want a chest down position. And uh, look, I I like sharing this because I don't want people thinking my programming is perfect. My training is perfect. Every day I'm looking at stuff and I'm like, Oh man, like this could have been better. That could have been better. I, I gave them a too long of a speech. Uh, you know what I did that I think was good this week, I, I feel good about it, was the football team. I said uh, I went to three kids, the quarterback and uh, two of the two of the guys that have been really consistent. They're going to all be seniors. I said, listen, I'm not going to go outside with you. Organize hill sprints, organize whatever you want. I said, talk to the guys about commitment, and <clears throat> consistency. Talk them about listening as, you know, when I'm coaching them, so talking about whatever you want. And <laughs> I said that because I'm like, I'm telling them what to tell them to talk about takes away all leadership. Go talk them about doing team stuff. Then today, so that was today's Tuesday. So that was yesterday. Today, we sprinted in the beginning. Then I was taking them out to sprint again at the end. And I said, we're going to do some short sprints. I'm telling them what they're going to do. And one of the kids that I sent out yesterday to organize said, hey, yesterday we did relays and this and that. I said, you know what? You guys do your thing. I went and talked to them a little bit. I said, I've been very hard on you guys. I go, I know sometimes I'm talking about winning. I go, I'm not necessarily talking about winning games and points on the board you know, and I gave him a little bit of like the John Wooden, like winning is an internal game. You know, what if you beat a team that's maybe not so good, but you guys didn't play your best. That's not truly winning. And I said, what I'm pushing you for is success in all areas of life. And I go, if I'm tough on you, that's, you know, that's because I love you guys. Yeah. And if I'm not tough on you, that's not good. And I go, if I say it to you, I would do no different for my son. So if I'm you know, telling you to squat lower or bench this way to like, it's cause I'm doing it to, to help you get better. So I said, I'm going to go in, you guys train as hard or do whatever you think you need to do, close it out on your own and, and do your thing. And um, I'm almost at the point where I'm going to give them like a free day when we train, like I'm going to go and warm them up and say, okay, get into some groups, put together your own workout do whatever you think you need to do and what you want to do. And I ain't judging do your thing and just don't decapitate yourself on the bench. And we'll be all right. So, uh, I feel like I've been hovering on them a lot and I'm maybe like breaking some of them, you know, because I'm just trying to get them as one.
1: <clears throat> yeah. You just so, let them know that, you know, we, we know, we have a good idea what you're capable of based on yes. how you move and what you're doing. And, even more even more than you think that you're capable of, we're pretty confident. Or else we wouldn't be saying that to them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you know there, there is some trust and truth. We, you know, we talk about truth and trust uh, when it comes to growth. And I tell them all the time, hey, listen, I'm telling you the truth. This is going to work. You got to trust me, you know, and, and we're going to get this done together. And, you know, you stay with them and you talk them through it. And the best feeling is when they finally get it done and they they sit up or they turn around and they look at you like, I did it, you know, and
0: uh, it takes time. Brett Bartholomew says like, you can't just say, hey, trust me. Mm -hmm. They need a reason to trust you. So I keep that in mind and I'll share a story. I'll share a story. He said that helps create connection and meaningful connection. Mm -hmm. So I'll say, look, I trained this kid. He could box squat 495, bench 315, deadlift 495, but he couldn't do lunges. Then when he got to college, the college coach emailed me and said, he's, he's useless. He's always hurt. <clears throat> and I said, that's why I'm focusing on speed with us. Because as you get more explosive and you build this speed and power, you will move more weight. Eventually, we need speed. Uh-huh. Um, and then I'll say, okay, so at the end of five sets of benching today, you could go back to your warm-up weight and do three by three speed, or you could do the warm-up weight for one set of max reps. I'll leave it up to you. If you need more speed, do speed. If you need more muscle, do the max reps. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I'll say, Hey, you could be great, but you need to be doing a hundred push-ups a day. That's why you still can't bench press 95 pounds. You're not fighting for it. And I'm just telling you what needs to be done. It's it sounds tough now, but a hundred push-ups is nothing. Yeah. It's nothing we,
1: we talk about it in our desire to leave with coach Boone that, you know, the difference between a manager and a leader manager just tells you what to do where a leader brings context into the, into the conversation and gives you a little bit of depth on, yeah. on the why and the how. And um, Once the kids hear those things then they understand, and, you know, I'm doing a better job at that because you know, it's, it, we're trying to learn, like you said, every day and get better.
0: Yeah. I'm trying uh, to learn. And sometimes I'm like, man, I, I think I was too tough on that kid. I broke him. Um, a, a, when I was student teaching at an elementary school, fall of 1997, a guidance counselor told me, um, always finish on a positive. So if a kid has to sit out or, you know, do something, you always make sure they get back in and they play and they finish. And I remembered that. And so, you know if a kid would just at the elementary school you get a kid to sit for two minutes if he's you know getting wild not listening you say paul come over here you he put your arm around him do you think you could be a good boy you could be a good listener yes i think i could do it <laughs> awesome i know you could do it you're gonna go in i want you to have an awesome rest of this game because i i love having you in this class so you just finish on a pause and sometimes i gotta say it to a high school kid like, listen. <clears throat> we argued a little bit over there. Okay. I love you. Let's finish on a positive. I'm coaching you hard because I need you to get through it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, get them better. So I'm wor- working very hard on trying to communicate better. And sometimes my passion is a double edged sword, you know, um, for those who are asking, Hey, what does administrator ask? You know, uh, I remember rich and the administrator's they loved my interview because they could tell how excited I got over things, but sometimes it works against me because I want so much out of everything and everybody and myself that it could work against you. And so sometimes being a little more level is good. And so I need to acquire that trait a little bit to be better as a coach. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt, bro. So Anything else? Last we one. Last one, one. and
1: we're gonna go. We're gonna go with what uh, you were just talking about there. Uh, coach Gardis um, talked about. Um, does anyone do just you know give a coach a call and have a chalk talk with them, or just you know talk about programming? And you know this is how this started, basically. And that's what I wanted to tell him that you know um, make your make your connections, get in touch, and you never know what's going to happen as far as uh, you know meet him for breakfast or. Um, you start a podcast. I mean, I have a blast with this. You, you make me so comfortable doing this and fun, this is, man. this is what you do. And, you know, I'm so, I'm so excited that you, you invited me in. We, we got this going and, um, you know, everybody's been saying they, they just enjoy listening to what we're doing because we're just having a conversation yeah. and with coach
0: Fearson and everybody else. Well, we, I think when we came up with this, I was like, dude, I don't want to do this alone. In fact, I didn't want to do, be the director unless you were helping me. <laughs> and so, because I knew it was going to be a lot. So I think uh, it's always going to be more fun if you can bounce ideas and connect with other coaches. And uh, we've mentioned it before that you get so busy that you're like kind of on your own island. And so for coaches to organize family day and stuff like that would be great. I'm coming up soon. Okay. Okay. So um, I look forward to when we could do, you know, get a family day going. I'm going to get knee surgery the end of March. And then once I'm off those crutches, hashtag family day. So yes, sir. make it happen. So everybody listening out there, a reminder that March Madness for NHSCA.US is 25% off. Super important to become a member now. It's, you know, and see if you're, if you're at a school. See if administration or your department can, uh, that would be continuing education, like uh, funding in the budget. Uh And uh, if you're a private sector guy, this is just great connecting because you may end up like me, having a private facility and working at a high school. And sometimes those things don't start as full-time positions. They start as a volunteer or a part-time so, um, you know, next time we're going to be organizing with, um, our advisory board members. We already had coach McKenna. So we're going to get, um, John Torreon, who's at Princeton high school. who well, I don't even know if he's in a weight room yet. We'll find out. We're going to, we got to get him on first and then we'll get Mark Rosamelia, who's at Middletown high school North him and I are in the same school district. We got hired same time and, uh, it'll be great. So Paul, Shut it down. Everybody, thank you so much. Please share with friends, share with um, administrators um, and uh, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps this get out to other high school strength coaches. Okay, I'm going to shut it down. Hang tight. One second, Paul.